Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 137. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director, and I am here with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. How are you today? Great. It is Friday. It uh, is. January 11th, our usual, our typical day, Friday, to uh, venture in, into Chernobyl and discuss things. It is, yes, January 11th. We are in the 22nd or 23rd day of the government shutdown here in the United States. And the reason I bring that up is because it's relevant to today's topic. We are going to discuss how a number of uh, government websites, uh, domains, let their uh, TLS certificates expire over the past couple weeks and uh, what that means and whether it was really caused by the government shutdown or not. Uh, So to give you a brief overview of this, uh, Internet service provider Netcraft, which in addition to being an ISP, they do a lot of security research, security services. They've, they've done um, stuff on certificates before, uh, particularly Let's Encrypt, done some research there. Uh, they posted this week that a, about 80, uh, several dozen, around 80, government websites uh, saw their, uh, had their TLS certificates expire. And some of those domains are actually unavailable, and we'll get into why. But they're, you know, they're rendered um, insecure because they, they don't have their web certificates. And some of the domains include uh, Justice Department uh, websites, um, NASA, uh, Court of Appeals. So not insignificant, not, um, not unimportant agencies, I would say. Uh, so I guess we'll start with this. We'll get into the nitty gritty. Peter, surprised that <laughs> the U.S. government, for all the things that we've heard about recently, about trying to improve cybersecurity and uh, Trump's executive order and, and just even before that. I mean, for years now, we've been talking about the importance of improving, you know, your your security hygiene at the federal level. Surprised that this happened. The, ex- the expiration, I mean, of these certificates. Oh, am I surprised? Yes. Um, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Su- I'm never surprised when, when people... Uh, or, or when when things get kind of messed up, especially when there's other things going on. I mean, there's a million things going on. Yeah, there's a million things going on, and th- when when things sort of fall through the cracks, it's not surprising because that's what happens when you have things and you have cracks. They you know you drop some and they fall through. Yeah, um, and I should um, I, I I wanted to to point out that. Um, while the NI, the National Institute of Standards and Technologies, uh, NIST, is also uh, a lot of their web content is inaccessible. That's not because of this. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. I don't know exactly why. I mean, uh, but yeah, that's that's a different thing, and that's a bad thing for security. Yeah, too. no, that's very bad. Yeah. It's something that we're hopefully going to be looking into over the next week or so. I mean, hopefully we won't have to look into it. Hopefully the government shut down, and not to get political, but will be resolved in the near future. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of government workers who are not on the job. They've been furloughed. They're not being paid, um, and it's caused some disruption. I guess in terms of, the, I'm not surprised either that these certificates lapsed. I guess I'm a little surprised that something like the DOJ, which, you know, there's certain, there's certain areas of the government that are going to pay more attention to, like, web security and security in general. And I, I guess I'm a little surprised that the DOJ was, was part of this. And 
and this is where it gets really sort of um, it, it it goes from bad to worse. So th- some of these sites are apparently inaccessible because of something called, and I want to make sure I get this right, HSTS, which is HTTP Strict Transport Security, um, which is apparently a good thing in security, but because of the way it's been used here, it's actually making the problem worse. Peter, how is this making the problem worse? Well, uh, one of the comments that I saw on this was that Use, when you have a, a, a conflict between usability and security, uh, when security wins out, meaning that the usability goes down, that's actually a win, especially for places where you want to be secure, as in where your government is providing information to sure. you. So, um, uh, so yeah, there, it's not clear exactly how the implementations were done. I mean, the HSTS was one of those technologies that had been referenced as you mentioned earlier in the uh, in some of the the cyber mandates from the government from mm. the admi- from the administration in the last couple of years um, we you know we're talking about like um, DCAM and DMARC and some of those other things where big things we're, important we're, things. yeah we're yeah. trying to we're trying to, to clarify uh, uh, we're, we're trying to, to to impose some secure processes on our government uh, resource, web resources, so we want to do that. Um, the thing about HSTS is if you do it right, it will, when it encounters a bad certificate, tell you that this is no longer secure, th- this is no longer trustable. And that's that's what I want for my government. I want to be able to trust it. What does HSTS do exactly? So, um, HTTP Strict Transport Security uh, is a protocol that uh, defines th- uh, for th- on the server side a directive from the server, uh, a way for the server to tell browsers and user agents, which are basically just you know any kind of a browser or browser-like thing, yep. uh, how to deal with um, or how to how to authenticate uh, su- uh, digital certificates. So um, if you use it strictly in strict mode, uh, the server tells the user agent or browser, you must have a valid certificate for this one. You must authenticate it. Otherwise, we're not connecting. We're not going to connect right. you. Or we'll tell you that it's not uh, secure and, and we'll advise you not to, to connect to it. Sort of similar to what a browser would say if you don't have HTTPS. Well, yeah, Exactly. When if you don't have HTTP, if you can't do HTTPS and you've got to do HTTPS to access content because the server says it's required, then yeah, exact. Exa- I mean that's a, the exact situation. Mm, right. Um, so when you have uh, HSTSs in action, um, like as with some of these things, you uh, you don't know the the strict mode is not always the the last the first thing you go to. Sometimes you go to a less strict mode or, or something just to implement it and see how it works and see and have it flag situations that are going to be bad, but continue to work as it always has. Um, the fact that these are uh, web servers that we want to be able to trust and have trust in uh, means that I'm glad to know that some of the DOJ websites, web domains are protected by this. 
at the same time, if I'm trying to get an, get data from or information from one of those websites and it and I can't reach the site, it's bad. Um, so with HSTS, if your client tells you that you can't get to it, you can sometimes bypass it in that in that um, that uh, error not quite alert error, yeah. the alert that tells you this is not secure. You can sometimes bypass it if if the little button says go to this site anyway. Uh, what's happening with some, in some of these cases is that the option to display to to go around and bypass is not there. It's been removed. It's been removed yeah. because yeah, we don't want you to go to this thing and see that it's not secure and then go to it anyway. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I'll read from the Netcraft report because it, it, the way they word this is is interesting. Uh, quote. In a twist of fate, the usdoj.gov domain and all of its subdomains are included in Chromium's HSTS preload list. This is a prudent security measure which forces modern browsers to only use secure encrypted protocols when accessing the USDOJ websites. However, it will also prevent users from visiting the HTTPS uh, sites when an expired certificate is encountered. In these cases, modern browsers like Google, Chrome, and Mozilla Firefox deliberately hide the advanced option that would let users bypass the warning and continue through to the site. I like your description of that better because it, it, it's not nothing against Netcraft, but but there it is. So it's it's they implemented this security measure a long time ago, not you know sort of anticipating that they would have expired certificates, but it, I mean it is protecting users from the very thing that they don't want to happen when there's an expired certificate and they can't validate the the security of that domain or potentially a phishing domain, whatever, um, that they don't want anyone visiting it. And it's come back to bite them, and I guess for lack of a better term, uh, which is unfortunate because you want to give them credit for, for implementing that policy. I mean, it sounds like a good thing that you would want. Uh, the, the DOJ and the federal government in general to do, and yet it's not only it, it these as a result these sites are not only like oh you 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 shouldn't you know here's a certificate warning um, they're not even letting you connect so that's that's a problem and again you know we we don't know I mean I, I haven't combed through this to see how many of these domains are are. Our uh, DOJ domains are affected. Well, so one one thing I did when I was looking at the report, I I took the I think it's usdoj.gov yep. is the domain. I just plopped that into my brow into my browser. Um, I don't think uh, it's going to be a huge security breach for me to say that I I'm using Chrome. I think you're okay. Okay, I mean, it's it's not like I'm using uh, Opera or something that's that's going to be. Uh, now, Peter, now, Peter, anyway, we, don't, we don't play favorites here. Yeah, we don't. Um, but, yeah, so I went to that domain, and it actually redirected correctly to the DOJ.gov domain. Mm. Um, and it also, I, I noticed that there was a little note saying near the top or near the bottom right, or, or in the side, but not, not in big letters, right. saying that, yeah, oh, during the shutdown, not all the websites are going to be updated. Mm. Um mm. Which is which is actually that uh, between the NIST situation where you just can't get to their website or, or many of their their uh, content that's been up there for for months or years. Yeah, um, that's really bad. 
having HSTS and, a, and an invalid certificate is also really bad. I think the DOJ approach of just flagging it and saying, oh, by the way, right. uh, don't expect everything to be completely up to date during the shutdown and presumably for some time after if we, if and when we get there. But, uh, yeah, it, I didn't have a problem getting to that web page. I imagine that there are probably other domains that, that would be more problematic, but or maybe they fixed it in the meantime. It's it, That's entirely possible as well. Uh yeah, it's. It, I guess it's possible. Uh, it seems unlikely. Um, I, I I do want to bring up another thing uh, item in this uh, uh, Netcraft uh, report. I think it's important um, because they point out that at least a few of these domains didn't like they haven't gone down uh, or they haven't had their certificates expired this year or even during the shutdown, they happened before. So there's one, um, one usdoj.gov domain. The certificate was uh, from GoDaddy, but it hadn't been renewed since um, it expired on December 17th. Now, listen, I know it's the holidays. <laughs> I know there's a lot going on, uh, but the shutdown didn't technically go into effect until the 22nd or 23rd. I, I, you know, I'm not sure what the exact time was. Um, that's a week before Christmas, uh, December 17th. And, and, you know, it seems like enough time to, I don't know, um, figure out that your certificates are going to expire. And it, it seems like um, one of the things I've seen people on InfoSec Twitter point out is, well, this is troubling because it seems like these guys in these different agencies, this was all being done manually, the renewal, and that there was no sort of automated process to say, these certificates are expiring and you need to renew them or, or some type of auto renewal, um, you know, with the, the specific vendors that were providing the certificates. Uh, that's not good. That's that's bad. I mean, that is bad. I mean, I, I don't know how bad of an infosec practice is that just sort of relying on manual. Um, that's a really good question. And it's and as much as I. Uh, as as much as I like to, the idea of being an expert, I'm not an expert in, in information security by any means. Stop. Um, You've written books. But yeah, I mean, but just, I guess, going off of what we know of um, certificate issues as of late, uh, rather than to say that manual control is a, manual management is a bad practice, Autom some type of automated management of your certs is, would be, preferable at least a good practice well or not possibly I so here's the thing the, the there's been a lot going on on in, in the certificate world in the last couple of years between Symantec situation and there's been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, certificate authorities have been have been repositioning themselves in a ways to do massive volumes of certificate issuing for things like IoT devices. Oh yeah, for sure. And for 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 any number of different other kinds of applications, like where you want to have a certificate that goes with a p particular piece of data, particular resource that's on your network, or even a e even a virtual machine of, of, of some kind. Um, but when I thought about this, or when I think about it, it's the way I think about doing auto pay on my bills. Yeah, there's certain of my bills. 
I'll pay them. I'll do put them on auto pay because I know how much they are every month and mm. I can prepare for them. I don't do it with my credit cards because I n- I'm never sure which account I want to pay from. Uh, f- for my bank, I'm never. Uh, I don't know ahead of time which during any particular month where I want to pay from, mm. when I want to pay. Uh, I want to have. You want to review the I, charges. I, I want to review the charges. Exactly. Are there any fraud? Any fraud? Any any red flags? I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and also I just don't want to. I, I don't want to forget about it one month because like, right. I'm on vacation and all of a sudden I see a you know multi-thousand-dollar overdraft on my yeah. account that I didn't top, top off, let's say, for, yeah. to pay for it. So I do that manually. Do I get in trouble doing it that way? Yes. Would I get in trouble doing it on auto pay? I think so. And I think uh, the old model of certificates which is you get one certificate for your domain or you get one certificate for your web server and that lasts for you know three years or five mm. years or whatever that time is gone but yep. still that's a great point we don't have the yeah we don't have the the infrastructure and the and the practices around how to do it properly another issue that I, I imagine I don't know for sure I imagine that for some of these certificates that have uh, a higher levels of assurance that they're connected with the organization. So instead of being a you know like uh, extended verification or or, or uh, uh, there's DVEV and uh, there used to be another one that I don't hear about so much anymore. Uh, but if you're rev- if you're I don't know what the difference in process is between re uh, reissuing a certificate or renewing a certificate that has a high degree of certification along with it uh, versus a lower degree of certification. So if I had to, if I had to send a, a, a hard copy letter on my letterhead mm. to prove that I'm part of the organization, um, I may have to do that again even if I'm renewing. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, w- and maybe maybe if they don't do that, maybe they should, yeah. I would think. So. Yeah, there's a lot of process involved, and 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 it is all process. And as things are changing, maybe the processes aren't catching up as quickly. So that's another p- possible reason for some of these things yeah. uh, happening. That's a great point. And there has been a lot of turnover, and you wonder, uh, like, what the speed the speed now with which you have to sort of renew your certificates and and. Um, make sure that they're up to date. I, I, it is definitely more challenging. You can't just, you know, whip up a three to five year. Yeah, it's at the same time, though, to your analogy on the bill, it and I don't want to it. I don't want to say this is definitely what happened, but it seems like they weren't even like in the, in the case of the government, they weren't even getting the bill. They didn't even know there was a bill to pay because of of either they didn't have it. um they weren't tracking it properly internally. Um, look, look, if you want to do manual, you know, certi- cert- certificate uh, renewal issuance, that sort of thing, purchasing, I that's fine. But like, you, you need to have some type of controls in place that say, all right, this one's coming up. Uh, do we want to renew it? Or do we not using this domain anymore? Are we shutting it down? Do we want to move to a different vendor, et cetera, et cetera? And if it's happened across at least 80, something sites then you uh, you get the feeling that there's probably not those processes in place regardless of whether they're going through an automated process with the with the you know through the certificate authority or the pki 
or whether they have their own internal systems. So it's it's concerning to me. Um, but one thing I want to I want to bring up before we end here, Peter, mm-hmm. is I, I guess the the big question is the shutdown to blame for this. I'm not convinced the shutdown is 100% to blame for it, although I wouldn't be surprised if it was mostly to blame mm. for the, the, the degree of the, of the issue. Um, just because there's, there, it's a lot of chaos, and, yeah. and, and it is around the holidays when there's even more chaos. Right. And the shutdown is just adding chaos on top of chaos, as well as uh, some of the changes in the, in the uh the cyber uh, presidential direct uh, executive orders. Yeah. Um, is it caused by it? No, but it's certainly making it much, much worse. Yeah. No. They so Netcraft says at the end of its its report here, it says as more and more certificates used by government websites inevitably expire over the following days, weeks, and maybe even months, there could be some realistic opportunities to undermine the security of all U.S. citizens. That I agree with. I I, I think there's a problem here, and it's not going to get solved as long as, you know, 400,000 or whatever people are are not showing up for work because they're furloughed and they're not being paid. At the same time, and again, I mean, and maybe this is something we should look at, you know, look into but if there's certificates that are expiring before people stop showing up for work because they've been sent home, before the shutdowns actually happened, then that's not an excuse. And even if it's after, I, yes, a lot is happening, but you should know your certificates are expiring. And, you know, maybe it's the, it's the difference between a couple, this goes by a couple days and enough people complain about it. And then, you know, on January 3rd, 4th, whatever, these agencies start to renew. Uh, and and then, yeah, you can blame the shutdown on the extended sort of um, uh, problem that's that's being created here. But in terms of causing it, I don't know. I guess we need more data to, to see like when a lot of these certificates actually uh, were needed to be uh, renewed by and when their expiration was. Because if it's, if it's in the case, like if it's the case of that usdoj.gov uh, site that went you know, that expired on the 17th. Well, that, I'm sorry, that's not an excuse. That's something that cannot be blamed on the shutdown. Well, I, I know uh, there's a million things going on, but yeah, that's that's just, that's that's an oversight on the part of, of the, the InfoSec team there. And, you know, uh, hopefully they get it corrected soon. Yeah, well, as you say, it's not caused by the shutdown, but I think the shutdown is a... Uh, uh, a condition, you know, sort of an exacerbating condition that For is sure. outside of the, it's not part of the real problem, but it is something that makes, that changes the problem from one, as you said, being a matter of, oh, somebody somebody let me know that they're not getting into my website, so I just go and get a new cert. Right, couple hours, couple days. Yeah, from that to being like, okay, this website is down forever until we get uh, funded again. That's not good. So, yeah. Not, not good. Not I the only problem. Yeah, I imagine they'll probably some agencies probably saw this. Maybe DOJ was one of them and said, "We got to call some people in and get this fixed." Now this is not um, this. We cannot abide by this. Um, so, 
but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, well, Peter, uh, I, I truly enjoy talking uh, web certificates and TLS and PKI with you, no matter what the occasion is. Uh, thank you for joining me in this, uh, this episode of Shutdown Talk. Hopefully we're not going to be back here in a week talking about more shutdown-related stuff, but Lord knows that's a possibility. Yes. Well, it's always good to be here. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.